It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the studios of 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Derek G., Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of Locked on Thunder, we will talk about the Thunder's draft choice and Darius Baisley. I'll get into why Rich Paul didn't do this guy any favors whatsoever. And that's coming up in segment number two. Segment number one, we'll talk about the possibility of trading Steven Adams to the Boston Celtics what the Thunder would want in return, who are a couple of guys out there the Thunder could get to replace Steven Adams if, in fact, you trade him. And does the trade of Steven Adams start the dominoes falling for Dennis Schroeder and for other members of the Thunder as well? And then finally, we'll talk about what we learned last night at the award show, the NBA award show, especially if you ever thought it was a great idea to be a friend with Magic Johnson because quite frankly after last night I learned that it's not and what Larry Legend did to go anti-Michael Jordan. My name is Eric G. I work for 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma and I am there every Monday through Friday with my co-host Pat Jones. It's actually his show. It's called The Pat Jones Show and I'm technically his co-host. But it's still cool, man. I also run a website called Thunder Maven. Check that out at basketballmaven.io slash thunder. And this podcast being brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't be hate-liking your friend's trip. That's a real D move. Instead, book on Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. That's Hotels.com. Go, book, find, have fun, and get rewarded. The latest rumors with the Oklahoma City Thunder have the Boston Celtics now being a team that would be interested in the service of Steven Adams. And this gets me excited. This really does. Not because I'm thrilled about seeing Steven Adams leave Oklahoma City, because believe me, I'm not. As much as I may sit here and criticize Steven Adams' game, and as much as I may be one of those who are in the camp saying that we've seen all we can of Steven Adams, He's been really good for the Oklahoma City Thunder. One thing that the Thunder have had a big luxury of as an organization amongst producing guys that constantly get nominated for awards is developing guys who are cult heroes, guys that are easily likable. Steven Adams falls into that category 
And that's something that that I think is priceless. I, I know the big thing you're interested in is what a guy can do on the court, what a guy can do for you. But when I look at it from an organizational standpoint or even from a civic standpoint, you always want those cult heroes who people feel are A, involved in the community, and B, they feel like they're very likable, and C, what does that turn into for the team? Well, it turns into dollars because you can sell a whole lot of jerseys. And believe me, there's nothing wrong with that because that gets your brand out there. That's the category Steven Adams falls in besides being a pretty good center. The problem with Steven Adams, as we've said a million times, is that he's limited. And if the Boston Celtics, who are now looking to replace Al Horford, are actually interested in Steven Adams, then this is a trigger that Sam Presti should have pulled yesterday by dealing him to the seas. Now, what do you want in return? Because what I don't want to see is that if you're dealing with somebody like Boston, who is in this really weird situation of needing to kind of rebuild, maybe you're looking for some pieces that can sort of keep the train going. Honestly, they're kind of in the same situation Oklahoma City is. In fact, I think we could all be honest with ourselves and say the Celtics are probably worse off than the Oklahoma City Thunder at this point. But what I ask for in return, if I'm getting rid of Steven Adams and I'm Sam Presti, one, I'm asking for Marcus Smart. Smart makes only, I think, just over $12 million a year. The thing I love about Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart, there's about a three-tier like to this. One, I love the fact that he's versatile. I like that you can put him on the court and he can play the one. So you could go ahead and ship Dennis Schroeder and his salary off. Now you've got a guy that can back up Russell Westbrook. You can go out and re-sign Raymond Felton to have that veteran leadership in the locker room. You can also have Russ and Smart on the court together. You could start Marcus Smart at the two because he's a better shooter than either one of the guys you have at that position now. Actually, if you want to go three, including Hamadou Diallo, I love him there. I also like the fact that if you are getting rid of a guy like Steven Adams, whom Oklahoma City Thunder fans absolutely love, a guy that has Facebook pages dedicated to him, websites dedicated to him, you see a lot of Steven Adams jerseys around Oklahoma City, well, now you're finally bringing in that hometown hero when a guy like Marcus Smart, who played at Oklahoma State, was a significant player at Oklahoma State, and that's not to take anything away from guys like Desmond Mason or Jawan Evans. I mean, look, Desmond Mason's about damn as significant as they come uh, coming out of out of Oklahoma State, but Marcus Smart is of more recent vintage. People have a memory of what he did at OSU and the fact that he probably hung around a year too late, and you're going to at least get that faction of fans rush out, buy this guy's jersey. And the other thing about Marcus Smart this this fan base will give is complete and undying loyalty too. So it's sort of, it's sort of multifaceted here. You're getting a player that would not only fill a tremendous need, in fact, give you two needs, fill, fill two needs, but you also get a player that comes with that fanfare as well. Another guy that I would think about Even if I do go ahead and get Marcus Smart, maybe a guy like P.J. Dozier as well, who's going to be a restricted free agent, maybe Boston can sign him, then you deal him to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and then that at that point, you bring in that guy, it would eliminate the need for a dude like Raymond Felton, which I would hate to see go, but there you would have 
a two guard and a backup point guard to kind of go along with it if you're going to go ahead and make Marcus Smart a full-on two. And again, still play him at the one. I mean, look, you need all the versatility you can get. But another guy that I'm looking at money-wise is Jason Tatum. And I know that the Celtics probably wouldn't want to deal him, but I also don't think that Sam Presti can't talk people out of doing things they don't necessarily want to do, if that makes any sense. I didn't think Carmelo Anthony would come to Oklahoma City. He had a no-trade clause. It was supposed to be Cleveland. It was supposed to be Houston, where he wanted to go. But ultimately, he ended up waiving his no-trade clause for Oklahoma City. If that is the case, and look, I know Danny Ainge is a very smart GM. He's done a very good job of crafting and building that team over the last few years to a lot of success. But I also think Sam Presti's a very smart GM. And you get those two in a room together, there's no telling what kind of deal you would work out. Now, you're obviously not going to just ship Steven Adams to Boston and get things in return, and then that's going to be the end of it. I think the Thunder are going to have to include some things in there. One of the guys I would include to make the package more attractive is Patrick Patterson because the guy's on an expiring contract and the Celtics could use him as a salary dump. I would talk to the Boston Celtics since maybe you are getting a guy like like Marcus Smart. Maybe you're getting a guy like P.J. Dozier. And uh, they just lost Kyrie Irving. Are they interested in a Dennis Schroeder? Are they willing to take on that much salary? That's some hefty salary to take on for both of those guys, but the Celtics may be interested in that. And then, of course, you start talking about dealing Andre Robertson, and I don't know if the Celtics would have any interest, but that would start the domino effect falling because you get a guy like Marcus Smart, all right? You say that he's going to be the starting two guard. Now you got Terrence Ferguson, who can come in and be the backup. And I think if you're getting Marcus Smart, you're telling Terrence Ferguson you are going to come off the bench. So now you got to do something with Andre Robertson. And the thing about Robertson is it's going to be so hard to find a dance partner, a guy that, or a team that's willing to take on a guy that you just don't know where you're going to get that it may make a trade. Making that trade with Boston may be difficult. I think making a trade with anyone is not going to be easy because the Thunder can't just settle for giving up a piece here or there. They've got to do some, some really interesting packaging and kind of make everything work. In fact, I would even think about working Darius Baisley into any trade talk I could possibly get if I was the Oklahoma City Thunder. And we'll talk about that next coming up here on this episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. My name is Eric G, and this podcast is being brought to you by Untuck It. You want to look great on a date. You want to look great in a business meeting. But you also want to kind of look cool and casual, then don't do what I do. Don't just go grab a dress shirt out of the closet, button it up, and leave it untucked. They're not meant to be untucked, and they look bulky, especially if you wear a size like I do that's a little bit too big. Just go to untuckit.com. That's untuckit.com. See all the styles they have to offer, and hey, Look fabulous for your woman. Look great for your boss. Go in with a lot of confidence. That's Untuck It. And use our promo code NBA. That's right. That's the promo code NBA. Use that promo code and get 20% off your first purchase. 
Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Thank you for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. So Darius Baisley, that is the Thunder's big draft pick after trading back with the Memphis Grizzlies, who traded Mike Conley to the Jazz, and then the Jazz end up picking Darius Baisley. Um, You want an instant reaction on this. Quite frankly, I don't like the pick. I do not like this pick at all. I I don't understand it. Um, Some things that I know to be absolutely true with this pick, and these are things that are indisputable. One, if the Thunder thought Darius Baisley was that good, they would have taken him at 21, and they would have paid 21 money to Darius Baisley. Obviously, they didn't, so they were able to move back and get him. At best, this guy right now is a project that is going to spend a lot of time in the G League, and that's okay if he turns out to be something. But we saw what happened when they stashed Josh Eustace down in the G League. He never really turned out to be anything. This is another one of those picks that goes along to me with with an Alex Sabrinas, with a Perry Jones, with um, Cameron Payne. All these picks that Sam Presti made that turned out to be absolutely just disastrous picks for the Oklahoma City Thunder. This is going to fall into that category. And why would I say that? Well, the first person I have to blame for this isn't so much Sam Presti. It's Rich Paul, Darius Baisley's agent, who didn't do this kid any favors whatsoever. If you don't know the story, Baisley comes out of high school, doesn't want to play at Syracuse, and actually had a couple of offers besides that, decided that he wanted to go try and play in the G League. Well, Stan Van Gundy takes him to tryouts, takes him, actually gets him hooked up with a team that was basically some G League All-Stars, and this guy couldn't hang. Couldn't hang enough to excite anybody working in the G League to give him an opportunity to play. So now you got to make a decision. And Rich Paul, in his infinite wisdom, instead of telling this kid, hey, let's try and get you signed in the NBL, down in either New Zealand or Australia, or get you overseas, just to get you somewhere so you can play against competition every day, comes up with this million-dollar internship to New Balance, which, hey, look, you got your client a guaranteed million dollars. That's not bad. But as Rich Paul said on the jump, it's hard to find runs when you're a kid like Darius Baisley. You're playing one-on-none, maybe a little one-on-one. You're getting ready for the combine again, but you're not getting that playing experience you so 
desperately need to be in the NBA. And as much as I don't like this pick, I'll be the first to tell you I could be absolutely wrong and Darius Basley may turn out to be fantastic. The problem is you go and you watch his film. I don't think any of us are going to be able to tell one way or the other. And I know the Thunder at 21 where they were picking and moving back to 23, we're not going to get a ready-made player. But I was hoping for a guy... Actually, I'll tell you what I was hoping for. I was hoping that the Thunder would have found a trade partner and they were picking for them, but ultimately who they were taking on draft night wasn't going to end up in the organization. That's not what it turned out to be. Now you're in a situation where you've got a kid who you're going to have to spend a lot of time with. You're going to have to send him down to the G League. He's going to get a real rude awakening when he goes into playing against no competition to playing against NBA competition once he gets to training camp. You're going to have an opportunity to see him in the Summer League. And here's the thing about Summer League. The Summer League can play tricks on your eyes. I mean, we've seen guys be just awesome in Summer League and then turn out to be nothing, and then guys that have looked like garbage in Summer League. I wasn't real impressed with Hamadou Diallo, aside from one game last year in Summer League, but, you know, turns out to be okay. Um, and he's another guy that that you're expecting a lot of with the Thunder. And Sam Presti saying on tonight, well, the Thunder's going to have to improve within. Uh, you're asking an awful lot of – you're asking Hamadou Diallo to get worlds better between now and the beginning of the season. You're asking Terrence Ferguson to get worlds better. You're asking a guy like Andre Robertson, if he's going to play here, to be healthy. You're asking Russ to develop a three-point shot Quite frankly, I don't see it happening. I think Sam Presti's out of options. That's why you go back to segment number one, and we're talking about moving Steven Adams and Schroeder and whoever else to give the Thunder some sort of value. And when you think about it, if you're Russell Westbrook, you know, as I'm kind of molding all this into this, no player in the NBA is under more pressure this year than Russell Westbrook to improve his game. No player. Russell Westbrook has not only got to prove that he can shoot from outside, but if he doesn't have it, he can give it up to people who do and find other ways to score when he's not hitting his shot. He needs to show Paul George that he can help get him over the hump because Paul George, who has two years left on this contract, if he can't sense they're going to win, you can bet that this guy's going to ask for a trade. And as much as Anthony Davis may have pressure on him for going to the Lakers, It's Russell Westbrook that should feel the weight of the franchise on his shoulder, more so than Anthony Davis, because my opinion, the whole reason Anthony Davis was taken by the Los Angeles Lakers was for them to build for the future. If you can get a championship for LeBron, that's great, but Anthony Davis is your cornerstone. He's another in a long line of great centers for the Lakers, and you're going to build around him, and you're going to have him for, for years to come. The Thunder, you got two max. Two max, and that is provided that Paul George wants to stick around for a while. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, what we learned at last night's NBA awards and something the NFL does that I'm glad the NBA doesn't. It's all right here on Locked on Thunder, brought to you by Grip 6 Belts. Yes, that's Grip 6 Belts. Just go to gripthenumber6.com. That's gripthenumber6.com slash L-O-C-K-E, and get 20% off your first purchase. Grip 6 belts look great. The belt buckles fit right up next to your waist. You can't get any better than that. That's grip, the number 6, belts, 
dot com slash locked and get 20% off or lock L-O-C-K-E and get 20% off. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who can help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Before we get into the NBA awards, and discuss that here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. And I do want to mention that. Um, I did see a tweet from a fan the other day, and this guy was actually a coach. And I, look, I want to give Carson Cunningham some credit. Carson Cunningham, who used to host the Locked on Thunder podcast, for responding to this guy and, and giving all the stats about Sam Presti uh, not being what this guy called him, which was another failure. But to me, it brings up a bigger point when it comes to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and that is this. The worst and best thing that ever happened to the Oklahoma City Thunder was 2012 when they had an opportunity to go win the championship against the Miami Heat. It raised expectations. You had this big three. Everybody, myself included, was thinking that the Thunder were built to be the next great dynasty in the NBA, and then it didn't happen. Why do I say that was a good thing? Well, you went to the you went to the finals in 2012. Everybody raised expectation. Everybody fell in love with this organization. Not that they weren't in love before, but now they saw the opportunity to have a successful organization. And with that came the Oklahoma standard was win championships or else. Well, unlike college football, it's hard to sustain, especially when you're in a small market. And and I also think that that the the subsequent years after that and the moves that Sam Presti has made after that have driven home the fact that Oklahoma City is a small market and you can't operate the way that certain other NBA teams do. And as fabulous as the Thunder have been, you just haven't had a championship. Failure, not by a long shot. Um, I would say it's a well-run organization. It's a good organization that gives you an opportunity to fight every single year. But because we have such high standards based on Oklahoma football, based on Oklahoma State wrestling, now we've got ourselves into a situation where we're expecting the same from the Thunder. And the Thunder may be a case much like the Toronto Raptors, where it looks good, we may go dry for a while, and then 25 years later you look up and you win a championship. Maybe that doesn't excite you in your lifetime, but as a fan and being still very feeling like the Thunder, we're very lucky to have the Thunder, I will take that. Now, on to the NBA Awards show last night. What we learned is you don't want to be friends with Magic Johnson. Just ask Jamal Wilkes, Hall of Famer Jamal Wilkes, who played eight seasons with the Los Angeles Lakers. Magic gets up on stage 
after accepting this concocted Lifetime Achievement Award, which was strictly made for television, and then tells a story about how he hit Wilkes in the face with a ball because the coach told Magic that he couldn't make a certain pass and then told Jamal, don't ever make me look bad on that. That's what you do on that stage to this guy who's a Hall of Famer. Show him a little bit more respect. I don't care if you are the worst of enemies with Jamal Wilkes. That is not the time to tell an inopportune story at that dude's expense. Tell us a story about Kareem and how he helped you. Tell us a story about Dr. Buss. Do anything but embarrass somebody who was probably instrumental in your career, but this is all part of the Magic Johnson Scorched Earth Tour, which is going on right now at a television set near you, and just tells me, hey, I don't want to be friends with Magic. Because even if you've got Magic's back or had Magic's back, if one little thing goes wrong, Magic at worst will embarrass you in front of millions of people. Now, Larry Bird, on the other hand, whom I vowed to hate as a kid, I was actually mad at Larry because I I wanted to hate him just because he was a Celtic and I didn't like the Celtics growing up. But class move last night mentioning the guys in the NBA right now, going very anti-Michael Jordan, going very anti-get-off-my-lawn. I thought Larry Legend was just that last night. That is a guy that appreciates the game of basketball, those that came before and those that are coming after. And it was much refreshing to see that than it was Magic Johnson or hear guys talk about, well, back in my day, yada, yada, yada. I will also say this. The NBA is doing a great job of monopolizing the last few weeks between the finals, the draft, upcoming free agency, and the award show. It's taking a straight page of the NFL playbook. And I'll keep saying this till I'm blue on the face. At some point, someday, the NBA is going to overtake the NFL as our most popular sport, because if no other reason, it is the most fun sport to talk about right now. That wraps up today's Locked on Thunder. I'm Eric G. We'll be back tomorrow or sometime later this week. Hey, got the radio job. It's busy. I know I'm not as consistent as I want to be, but I do thank you for listening. And uh, tune in to 97.1 The Sports Animal and uh, check us out. Check the Pat Jones Show out from 11 to 2 every day. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today.